0: Welcome back to Rest for the Weary podcast with Rachel and Joe. Hello. We are talking tonight about entitlement. If you're parents, which you probably are because you're listening to this, you probably deal with entitled children just like we do. If you are not dealing with entitled children, you've either reached a level of parenting that I didn't know existed or... Maybe you haven't been paying close enough attention, but my guess is that you're paying attention and that you're well, feeling Well
1: not, not paying attention, but blind to the issue. Oh, that's true.
0: That's true. That's could be it too. Sometimes we're just blind to issues in our own. I know for me, I need other people to speak things into me before I even recognize sometimes that it's an issue in my life. So maybe this is an issue that you don't think you have, and you'll start listening to some of our s- stuff we're talking about in examples and go, "Oh, my kids do that." So either way, y- if you're listening, hopefully you'll get something out of it. Um, So Joey and I were just talking about how entitlement is, um, well, by definition, it is to believe yourself to be worthy of something, some privilege or reward. Um, And (laughs) that doesn't always mean that you're deserving of it. It's something that you maybe haven't worked for. You just feel that you should be given something um, whether you worked for it or you earn it or deserve it or not. And so when our kids are entitled that means that they think they should get something whether they you know are in a position that they should be receiving it. And sometimes we can't give it to them you know because we don't have it or we don't want them to have it or it wouldn't be healthy for them or we don't have the money for it and sometimes we just absolutely know it would not be the best thing for them to have whatever it is that they want. And so you know as parents it's our job to look at the big picture and go what's the best thing for my child right now? And for Joey and I, entitlement is probably in the top is definitely in one of the top five things that we are looking out character quality wise for our kids. Um, we were talking about how disrespect or o- respect and obedience, um, gratitude, which the opposite of gratitude really is kind of entitlement, mm-hmm. um, faith, you know, selflessness. Those are the things that we're, we're trying to build into our kids. And obviously there's a lot more, but those are kind of the important, really important ones. And entitlement is right up there trying to get that, just out of their lives. And I mean, we're, we're sinners, so we're always going to deal with entitlement well into adulthood. But if we can lay a foundation now, how much better for our children?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're pretty quiet.
1: I'm tired tonight, so
0: I guess. <laughs> we, I always make them do these at night. Kids are in bed. So anyways, um, should I keep going or do you have anything you want to mm-hmm. add in? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, a couple of things we want to talk about is how do you, how do you gauge where your kids are at? I mean, obviously sometimes it's just clear as day. Um, You know, you go to the store and and they say, hey, can I have this? And you say, no, you know, we're not going to buy that. And they're throwing a big fat fit. Well, that's, that's a pretty clear indicator that your kid feels entitled to something. Um, Or, you know, they're sulky and pouty the whole way home. Um, Obviously that's really an easy indicator, but What if you're not seeing those things like you're not watching regular things happen Um, and maybe you've got a kid who just really seems, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Compliant. You know, you just aren't getting a lot of that lash back from them. Does that mean that your child doesn't feel entitled? Um, not necessarily, so we have some like that and we have to kind of push back a little bit, um, in certain areas just to see where they're at. We call this testing their heart and, uh, we did not come up with this concept. My brother gave us this idea. I have, I'm certain he didn't come up with the idea. I'm certain he got it from someone else. This is the great thing about parenting is we can just pass along our tips and tricks. So we test their hearts to kind of see where they're at. Um, So we have a child who really seems on the surface like a really even-keeled, easygoing kid. And if he's like, oh, hey, can I sit in your seat? (laughs) And you're like, oh, well, there's 17 seats around me. So you could think, well, it's no big deal. I'll just let him sit here. Uh, But if I want to test his heart and I say, oh, no, thanks. I'm going to stay sitting here, but you're welcome to sit in. And I will point to any of the other 17 seats available. That's a test. How is he going to handle this? Is he going to respond with, oh, okay, and find another seat? And if so, he's in a really great place in his heart. Um, he does not feel super entitled to that. Um, and, and in which case I might go, you know what, actually, I don't mind giving up my seat. I'm, I'm more than happy to just this one time give up my seat. And that's that's situational. It's not always the case. But but if that child suddenly goes into a 20-minute epic battle over that one seat that he wants. <laughs> well, that is a really clear indicator of where his heart is. Um and then in those times I'm not happy to be like dueling with this child over a silly thing like the seat I'm sitting in, but I am really grateful to have been given a really clear insight into his little heart. Do where is he when I push back a little and say no thanks, I'm not going to share my seat. Um or if he's like, you know, I want that red plate. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I already gave that to someone else. You can have the orange one, and we have a meltdown over it. Um, you know, it might be easy to just go, oh, sure, have the red one. Um, and if that, if you're living your life in that mode of just giving them what they want, whenever they want it, just keep it easy, I really mm-hmm. challenge you, push back once in a while and mm-hmm. see what yeah. happens.
1: It'll just make it a lot harder down the road, too. Yes. So.
0: you're going to You're going to have a harder time right now, but it is going to make it easier down the road when you have... Helped your children, helped them and by you recognizing the entitlement and being like, "We're not going to allow that, and we're going to kind of try to root some of it out." Um, do you have any thoughts on any of that?
1: No, I, I was. I think some of this too can a lot of times apply to bedtimes with kids being entitled that they can get up and out when they want or mm-hmm. try to coax themselves to you know sleep in your room or <laughs> you know maybe. I'm guessing we're not the only ones that our kids (laughs) want to try to do that. But I think it's a little bit of entitlement that they can get up and leave the room, and sometimes they just need to not do that. And we still test them, and, you know, we'll say, no, you can't come sleep here. And sometimes we want them to, so if they respond nicely, then we will kind of reverse and be like, you know what, you answered nice, I was testing you, why don't you come lay next to me for a while, and we can cuddle or, you know... We read a book together before I send you back, or maybe yeah. even just for the night if yeah. if we're up for it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it isn't always just because you handled it well means you get what you want. Because we don't want them to suddenly be manipulating us. Like, oh, well, I'll just, I know this game. Um, it, it really is, I mean, we might do three yeses in a row. Okay, you did that well, so now you get. And we might do five no's in a row. Nope, I'm still going to stand with I said no, so I mean no. And they still expect their answer to be, okay, mom, I'm okay, dad, with, you know, respect. And, and, and if we're giving them something, and let's say we've given them one of something and they wanted four, of something. Um, We understand. Sometimes you want more than you're given. That's, that's the case for me too, but I still expect gratitude. Um, We expect gratitude. So if it's, you know what, you're going to have five chips and I know you want 59 chips, (laughs) but I'm giving you five chips and that's pretty great because we're about to eat dinner and I really don't want to ruin your appetite. So I really do expect thanks for the chips, mom. And a recognition of you could have had zero chips and we do a lot of that. You know what? Like, um, can I have five, can I have five more? And we're like, you can have five, the five I've given you, or you can have none. And they're like, I'll choose the five (laughs) versus the five more, you know? And, and we just kind of lay it out, like give them a little perspective and it's not to be done in a rude way. It's just like, here's a little perspective that could have been, it could be so much worse. You could have zero. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, so a couple of examples in our family, we had, a situation we got ourselves into completely unintentionally. Um, we'd gone out to eat, I don't know, m- several times in a row, you know, over a period of m- two months or whatever. And mm-hmm. and every kid's meal at those places seemed to come with chocolate milk or apple juice. juice. And suddenly we find ourselves, and what we discovered was we went to a restaurant where this particular children's menu did not come with a drink. And suddenly our kids were real pouty and Phew! real unhappy with the fact that they were getting just plain old water. and Oh my goodness. I was not okay with that. Joey, you weren't either, but I remember being the one who stepped in and was like, alright, we're gonna have a life lesson here right now. And We talked a lot about other countries and how much people, how they're they're affected by the lack of clean water and how really wasteful we are with water and how we don't, I mean, we flush our water, we swim in our water, we bathe in our water and people are dying because they don't have clean water. And we, we, we know people who live in these countries and we support children and families who are in these countries, um, you know, doing things to bring clean water. And and we just use this as an example and it really got to our kids' hearts. Like, It was not okay with us and we wanted it not to be okay with them. We want to build into them this outside of themselves perspective, bigger than this town, bigger than this country, this whole world, a world perspective that... What we're what we're complaining about, other people are literally dying over the lack of. And it's not to bomb them out or make them feel guilty. And I, honestly, I don't think they even felt guilty. I think they felt mm. moved. And we said, you know, you guys, we're really not okay with the fact that you feel that you deserve and are entitled to this juice. Or, or, you know, and that clean water isn't enough for you. So we're actually going to spend the next, I think it was like the next three times we went out to eat. Yeah. We said the next three or four times we go out to eat, you're just going to get... They're going to say, oh, it comes with juice and we're going to say, no, thanks. We will just have water and we're going to work on being really grateful for water. And on top of it, we were buying them a meal out, which of course is a special privilege and lots of families don't get to do that or choose not to do it. And, you know, so we wanted them to be grateful for what we were doing for them, but we also wanted them to be grateful for the fact that they just have clean water to drink. And so that was really helpful. And we have not had issues. That was years ago maybe four years ago, we have not had that same issue resurface. I'm not saying it never will or never could, but it the way that it affected them was big and it wasn't just a threat. It was not an empty threat. It was something that we presented them with and we followed through. And it's there since then they've been much they've been pretty interested in missions and things like that. And um, we support missionaries and they ask about them and they pray for them and they read the letters when they come and just things like that. And I, you know, it's important to us that our kids are not only not entitled over things that we're willing to buy them, but things that other people in this world, you know, aren't even we just getting Have
1: a bigger focus. They're not just having that me focus.
0: Exactly. Which we all get in that, but especially children. I mean, they're, you know, it's kind of just the way we're wired. And if we aren't learning and teaching our children to not be so me focused, that's exactly who they're going to grow up to be. And they're going to be those adults, those teenagers, those adults. And, and that's, we don't need a world full of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's a, that's an example. Another example, um, you know, one of our teenagers, um, I would get myself Starbucks once in a while through the drive through and he just really felt that he deserved to have that as well. And the reality is, is that um, I struggled with, is it okay that I'm buying this for myself once in a while and not him? And But, you know, it just came down to the fact that, like, you know, I went to college. We, we work for our money. We pay our bills. And I don't, I don't think that I need to buy him every time that I'm tired and want to get a drink because I'm, you know, um, running errands and running my kids to and from every crazy place. And I, I need a pick-me-up. And so he would not stop asking. And it was kind of a becoming a big source of tension between us. And I just said, "You know what? I think that while once in a while I um I do want to treat you, I don't like where this is going." And so, it just seems that you feel that you deserve this and you really have a huffy bad attitude every time. And so, um I just said, "You know, for the next 6 weeks there won't be any of this. I won't be buying you one single drink." from the drive through and you should just know not to expect it. And if I, if I see bad attitudes, I'm just going to add a week, you know, like I have no problem doing that. That's I'm totally able to just keep track and go, okay, now we're at seven weeks or whatever. And, and, uh, there was a couple of times where it was like, Hey mom, maybe you could just buy me these frappuccinos in the grocery store and then I won't have to bug you. And I was like, Oh no, that's, that's not how this works. (laughs) You're not going to bug me because that's how this works. And we went at least six weeks. What
1: were you saying? Well, there's a couple of times where the idea was if I bug you more, then maybe you'll just give in.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are not those parents. And I hope you're not those parents either because that does not set our kids up for success. Like well, it
1: just helps them learn that manipulation can get their way. and. and
0: right. It, it, it's teaching the opposite the for sure. And like what job can you keep? or advance in by, you know, bugging or, you know, hinting or pester. I mean, that's just, that's not reality. You you lose relationships, you lose jobs. You're not going to, you're not going to succeed in this world and you're not going to make people happy. People aren't going to enjoy being around you. And so we went probably two months and then finally I saw such a great attitude in this kid and such a, He almost seemed joyful, like happy for me that I was getting to enjoy a treat once in a while at at the coffee shop. And one day I ran into the store that didn't have a drive through. I said, okay, I just need you to stay here with the kids and I'm going to run in. And he said, okay, mom. And I brought out a big fat Frappuccino, you know, with all the whip and oh, I can't drink that, but you know, teenagers, they love it. And all the caramel in his eyes lit up. Oh my gosh, mom, you got that for me. And we sat and talked the whole way home about how much different was his attitude this time versus the beginning of this whole little episode. And he was like, I'm so grateful. Like I wouldn't, was not grateful going into this, but now I'm just so thankful. And I'm just so happy that you got me this. And he was like bouncing off the walls. I'm sure the sugar didn't have anything to do with it, <laughs> but it really is. It is very possible now it's we're always gonna come up to new things we gotta deal with, entitlement. But it is possible to re, help remove some of that with our kids. I don't I don't think any age is too young and I don't think any age is too old. When my kids are ten months old and they're sitting we're sitting on an airplane and they're throwing things on the aisle, when I say if you do it again, you're gonna be all done. I mean it and I okay that was fun but we're all done because the stranger next to us has picked it up three times now and I'm not going to deal with that and they might not understand at 10 months old but they do understand that that game is not happening anymore and that they don't get that or when they're throwing their food on the ground in their high chair at 18 months old if you do it again you're all done and I mean it I'm that mom who means business and I don't think there's any age that's too old I mean we've adopted teenagers and we have really seen gross entitlement kind of transform into complete gratitude i mean take you know to apps they didn't they you know we said no to and phone you know okay you're limited to data but now we've increased your data and at first it wasn't enough data but over time eventually they were just really thankful for the data they had or we had a kid who was allowed to go and work on a farm for five dollars an hour we paid him the five dollars an hour we just said you get free help to the farm and and at first it was not enough and he was crabby and other kids get more. And we said, you know, if you show us that you can work hard and have a great attitude and they give us great reports, we will eventually up it. But if you do not, you will not have this opportunity to make any money. And he worked hard at $5 an hour and eventually we gave him $7 an hour and eventually I think we gave him $8 an hour. And mm-hmm. he really worked hard for that. And it took a long time for him to save money because $5 an hour, it does not last long. And he was doing hard work. But the reality is, is that it can and will Help their hearts to get to the right place. And you know, I love if if you've read the Old Testament, it is just littered with this is entitlement. God dealing with entitled children. And I love that that is the example that we have. Not, I'm not happy for that <laughs> that they were always being so entitled, but it is just God, God gave and gave and gave. And he provided and provided and provided and people were super thankful for a short period and then they were unhappy and they wanted more and he had to remind them again of how much he was giving them and of how good he was and how faithful he was. And, you know, eventually a lot of times he just had to kind of wipe out the entitlement and he had to deliver harsh consequences. And it was always over such ridiculous things. They wanted more than they were giving. They weren't satisfied with what they were giving. And it is the perfect example of how God parents us that He doesn't want that for us. He does not want for us to just walk around feeling we are owed something, we are owed more, and and He He dealt harshly and severely with it. I would say, um, and it's not because He didn't love His people, but it was because He wanted more for His people. He wanted us. He wants for us to be in a place where we are thankful and we are content. Do um, you have anything to add to that? Mm-hmm. You're so tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People like to hear from you, too.
1: I'm tired tonight. I will definitely participate more next time.
0: <laughs> so I guess, was there any other examples that you remember I was hmm. thinking of? You know, I will say, too, one of the things that has worked really well is just, and I will. this is a constant for us, is dealing with expectations. So we took our kids to the fair today. And we brought along extra kids, a niece and a nephew, um, who happened to be staying with us. And we just had like a chat in the car on the way there. Just a reminder to our children and to niece and nephew who are with us. This is what it's going to look like. This is what we're going to spend. This is what everybody's going to get. Everyone's not going to get five of their favorite foods. Everyone's going to get what they're going to choose what they want and then we're going to get enough to share so if one person chooses cotton candy it's not yours to divvy out it is going to be equal across the board and we're not going to have complaining and we're not going to have lack of gratitude and if we do you will not participate in eating the rest of the food the rest of the time and we're going to do rides but it's very expensive and so however many we tell you That's how many you get. And we expect you to be grateful. And if there's extra tickets, we will divvy them out accordingly. And if anyone's had a bad attitude, we will just take their tickets and give it to someone who's had an excellent attitude. You know, we just really go into things with high expectations. We have high standards for our kids. But we believe that they can handle those and and meet those standards. Mm -hmm. Um, And we want them to succeed. And so oftentimes that means building into this expectation up front so that they're not just – failing because we didn't prepare them. You know, I mean, that's not really fair. Um, and it's not going to be enjoyable for us either to have just constant whining and constant complaining. And and, you know, there, there's always going to be complaining and whining, but just gentle reminders, just a reminder. What did we talk about on the way here? And what's going to happen if, you know, I, I don't think our goal is never to be harsh in our consequences, but we want to be realistic. So we, we give realistic examples of what might happen going in into a fun event, but then we give realistic examples of what's going to happen if we meet certain issues. Um, and if we see certain like lack of entitlement or, or entitlement and lack of gratitude, I should say. And we're we're pretty serious about following through on those things, and we are more than willing to let a kid sit out, sit out a ride, let other people do the rides,
1: mm-hmm. sit out a tree too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, absolutely. I mean, if we handed a kid, I mean, we went we went camping recently with Joey's family and everybody. We biked into town and everybody got ice cream and everyone got to choose what they wanted. And one of our kids, he said what he wanted, and it was verified what he wanted. But when he was handed it to him, he said he had already changed his mind and wanted something else. Well. We are not the kind of parents who are going to be like, oh, okay, we'll just get you something else. Because unfortunately, it wasn't, there wasn't anyone else who wanted. If there was an easy trade, like, oh, that person decided they wanted what he wanted, you know, okay, fine. We can make that happen. But if otherwise, it's just, sorry, bud, this is what you ordered. And he had a big fat fit that lasted. The entire lifespan of that ice cream cone. And in mm-hmm. the end, it just ended up in the garbage.
1: Nope, I ate it. <laughs> oh, you ate it?
0: That's funny. I I couldn't. Re- I was dealing with the fit outside and I couldn't quite remember what happened. And I several chances, buddy, this is going to go in the garbage or because it's melting, you're not going to get it or daddy's going to eat it. I think I probably told him that. And in the end, he was really bummed because he missed out on that ice cream. And by the time his attitude turned around, it was gone. But it was, it was too late. We had just gone too far and we just said, sorry, maybe next time. And, you know, the reality is he did handle it well in the end when we just said there isn't there isn't another chance here. Uh, but that happens, you know. He couldn't pull it together And what was that, 15 minutes? And, well, I, and he kind of was wrecking people's, you know, we went to the side so we weren't right out front where everybody, but I mean, it was like we didn't get to enjoy ice cream as a family because because of his big fat fit. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to enjoy watching everybody enjoy their ice cream. And, but we followed through on that, you know, Um
1: and and honestly, because he did turn it around, you know, I think next time we went out for ice cream, we were fine with giving him some. But oh
0: know, yeah,
1: it, there I'm sure there's other situations where if he doesn't turn around at all, then we would remind him next time. Hopefully, when things are calmer, that yeah. you know what, because the last time you don't get ice cream this time, mm-hmm. and maybe that's or, just a test. or you
0: get whatever we choose. Oh yeah,
1: and may, and to see how he responds, and then you know you can reward mm-hmm. him if he's. Um, has that gratitude and it's not entitled. Mm-hmm. but
0: Or we might say we're going to get you ice cream but we're just going to you just get vanilla you don't get to choose a flavor and you need to be grateful for that. You know and that's a test too mm-hmm. it's a test of sorts like can you handle can you handle that kind of downgrade so to mm-hmm. speak and still be grateful for it because the reality is is that you know I tell our kids like I do most of the cooking and they're not always going to love everything I make and I, I do understand that and I can appreciate that we all have different taste buds but Joey's really big on, but you will be thankful to your mom because your mom made this. And you know, when they're kind of gross about it, no, I didn't want this. And I don't like that because their kids they are inevitably going to do it. Um, I remind them that maybe not every Lego creation they make is my very favorite. Maybe not every picture they draw me is my very favorite, but I can just be really thankful that they thought to bring it and show it to me or make me something. And that is it necessary to go on and on and on about how yucky something looks or how imperfect it is or how they prefer something else because that hurt, that's hurtful? And anyways, so I, I digress a little bit, but um, it's all it's all mm-hmm. about just me. Me, me, me. What do I want? What do I think I get? And, and helping them to think through what is somebody else's feelings here right now? What is it like to be with a child who's throwing a tantrum? Is that kind of ruining the experience? Or what is it like for mom when I say how yucky her food looks? Is that kind of ruining the joy that she had in creating this for me? Um, just like if they brought me a picture and I said, I don't like that. That's not my favorite. Or you drew out of the lines. you know, Or that's not my favorite color. That that would ruin, kind of deflate their their joy in bringing me that, that picture and just helping them to see outside of themselves. So, um, can you think of anything else that we wanted to talk about? I kind of touched Mm -hmm. on all of it. So, you know, I will say also, um, I say that a lot. I will say that as our kids get older, sometimes it makes us the bad guy. Um, when we say, I'm sorry, that's, this is the way it is. Um, and that's hard we have really had to deal with having older kids that we've adopted who have now been turning into adults. We've really had to deal with some some harsh consequences from them, like they won't talk to us or we've been blocked from from speaking to them or being involved in their life and it's never forever. But that short term it's hurtful and um and we can't allow that to to determine how we're going to parent,
1: right, to manipulate our actions. For
0: exactly, it. and we don't obviously parent the older ones, but we are their parents. And when they're asking for involvement in their life, and it's maybe something that we can't we can't agree to, um, something that goes against, you know, our beliefs or um, just our values. Sometimes we say no, and that really makes them upset at us. And we have just had to stand firm on we have to stick to what we believe is true, what we believe, believe is right. And that God will honor that, um, in those relationships as well. And in their learning experience too, because they are learning whether they like it or not, that their parents can be counted on. We can be counted on even if it's to stand firm for what we believe is right. Um, is that making, am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. Like I mean it. Okay. Um, and hopefully they're learning that, you know, we're people of faith and strong conviction, and what those convictions are, even if they have different convictions, um, they know that we can be, we stand reliable in ours. So, so, anyways, that's I guess that's all we had, unless you had to add anything.
1: No, we're always open for questions. so You can reach uh, you know, an email or on the re- Facebook reply to the Facebook um, link,
0: Facebook page. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all. Thanks for listening.